You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, guys and girls? Welcome to the most handsome guys in marketing. <laughs> the guys with the best hair in marketing. Guys with the best hair. With your hosts, Chris and Taylor. How you doing, man? I'm so pissed right now. If I, I just want to give up. Tough. <laughs> Is, what are we talking about today? We're talking about when to give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was epic. We're not really giving up, guys. We're just, no. you know comedic relief for you guys, wherever you are. So last week, if you didn't catch it, you got to go back and check it out. We talked about three keys to not being a bitch. And then today we're talking about when to be a bitch, basically. And, <laughs> and when to know when and when not to give up. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be good because there are times in your business that you may be pushing down the wrong path or pushing up the wrong, the wrong hill. mountain, the wrong hilltop. Yeah. Wrong molehill. You found yourself in the wrong wagon, headed up the wrong hill, and you need to uh, course correct. So yeah. I have a bone to pick, if I may, Chris. Okay, let's go. One of the things that really annoys me is when I see people posting and they're like, your goal should, should scare you shitless. Like you should be terrified by your goals. If you're not terrified by your goals, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. This may work for some people, but it's never really been true for me. I don't know about you. But uh, the idea of waking up at three in the morning in trimmers, sweating profusely <laughs> because I'm so scared of my goals. <laughs> I think that that's maybe a little bit out of balance, but I do think that your goals should overextend you just a little bit because you never really know what you're capable of. In fact, I got to tell you this quote because I was reading Tools of Titans the other day by Tim Ferriss, which is a yeah. great book. And this guy, I forget who it was. He said, one of the most dangerous scenarios is that you live your life exactly as planned because then you never have the opportunity to exceed your potential Mm. or exceed your expectations. So I do think that there's an, there's an element of setting goals that you should set your goals that are just a little bit outside of reach so that you can stretch yourself. But for me, whenever we get our goals that are too far outside of what we feel like is worth it to where we're like scared to death of them, that's when I start feeling the stress and feeling like giving up. I just had to put that in there. Yeah. Or if it's making your life unhealthy, because we've done that. We've, we've had goals so big and so aggressive that it's made our family life unhealthy, just kind of everything. And when you start going down that path, that's when like your wife starts divorcing you and your kids hate you. Don't do that. Chris is on his, uh, his seventh wife, (laughs) my seventh wife, my seventh sister wife. So some, some practical steps on when to give up. I think one of the things that Chris and I are really diligent about is every couple, every, uh, really we do this more often, the bigger our company gets, but probably every month or so, sitting down and making sure our why we're still progressing towards that. You know? yeah. Your why has to outrank the pain thresholds that you're going to go through and you're going to bump up against as you build something great. If it doesn't outrank the cost that it takes to get there, you should give up. It's not worth it. Right. Yeah. And I'd say there's two different whys that you can have tangible and intangible. Mm. You know, tangible can be like 50 grand a month. Intangible could be maybe something that's, 
you know, you get to sleep in whenever you want, or you can go to the movies or, you know, you can affect your community positively. Right. So we have both, like we have money goals and then we also have goals that we might not necessarily see or touch because it's humanitarian goals that aren't like directly touching to us that we can taste and see every day as opposed to holding like hundred grand of cash in the briefcase, which I just yeah. carry around. Yeah. All the you time. do. Chris is a, uh, a prepper. Honestly, on that topic though, we just recently started doing these things called the monthly memos. Every month we kind of document what's working in our business, what's not working. Some of the most expensive lessons we've learned. And in one of the memos that's coming up, we talk about some of these intangibles that are on our list that we kind of read through every day. So if you haven't seen the memos, go to trafficandfunnels.com slash memos, super creative, and uh, check that's those brilliant. out. They're, like, they're free monthly newsletters that we break down our, our cool stuff. So yeah, you should get it. So practically, let's talk about some triggers that if you, look, if you start looking and assessing your life and you start noticing these signals, you're on the wrong path. Yep. You need to kind of backtrack. Let's talk about the first one. You want me to? It's all you. It's all me? All right. It's all you, baby boy. One of the first triggers, if you realize that the goal you're chasing isn't yours or it wasn't yours to begin with, this is really, really common. Really, really common. In fact, this has happened to me not once, not twice, but probably three or more times. Where It's happened to us. It's happened to us in our business where we wake up one day and we realize that we're, we're spending all of this time and effort trying to achieve something that it wasn't even our idea. Like we saw someone else doing it and we sort of wanted to have their results, but they're not us and we're yeah. not them. And uh, anytime you, you look up and you start doing something because someone else is doing it, rather than playing your game on your turf, there's a good chance that you're not going to be happy with the outcome. Yeah. There are people who go to school because their parents want them to go to school, but they have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Well, that's, you're chasing the wrong dream. You're chasing your family's dream. There are people who are working in an industry because they had a friend that referred them and they didn't want to let them down. It's amazing to me how many things that people will do for other people that they don't even want to do. Yeah. It's like, you know, we talk about having a hundred thousand dollar a month business and people are like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Just as scam. opposed to total scam, yeah, total scam. As opposed to you like actually thinking about what you want and what we've seen is that most people don't know what they want. Like truly thought about it. They've gone to Starbucks. They've journaled exactly what I want, written it down and what that means to them. And that's the important first step. It's not because yeah. Chris and Taylor said, Hey, you should have a hundred thousand dollar a month business because you could have the best life in the world, you know, making 30 grand a month and you're happy and fulfilled and you're, you're a good person and doing great things in the world. You know, so it's about what you want and not yeah. what other people are doing. And if you're listening and thinking, geez, guys, 30 grand in the world, that's your low end. That's not even, doesn't even seem possible to me. But you need to fix your environment and get some people in your life who can push you. Yeah. Like, like me and Chris and help you make that possible. Because 30K is the low end for our guys. Here's another one. When there's not a market for what you're trying to sell. Mm. This is classic. Classic, classy. It's like the, uh, what's the old Halbert saying about the hamburgers? Starving market. Starving market. Yeah. So he was teaching this uh, principle and he, he said, let's say that you have the best, I think it was hamburgers. I'm pretty sure. Tacos. Something. Pizza, so let's whatever. say you have, you have, you're doing marketing for 
to grow this hamburger joint and they have the best ingredients, the best tasting food. You have the best copywriters in the world. You have the best advertisers in the world to help you build this crew. And I'm by myself and we have bad leftover three-day-old McDonald's hamburger patties. What's the one thing that I need to beat you every time? People are like, uh, nobody knew. So I need like a starving crowd. The best headline. A crowd that hasn't eaten in three days. Yeah. No matter what you put out there, they're going to buy it. And this is true for, for a lot of our clients that we, they come in and they, they're trying to sell something. They've been trying it for years and it's like it's, the market doesn't care about what you're trying to sell. So you have to shift around the angle and really fulfill a need, solve a problem that the market already has and they want to fix. It's yeah. important. It's important. What's the third one? You have a lot of experience with this. <laughs> if it's actually legal or illegal, illegal, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, I've, I've been to jail so many times. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, I haven't. I've never been to jail, guys. Yeah, obviously, you can't do something that's immoral and illegal. If you are, then you have to quit right away. <laughs> and I can see people shaking their heads like, really, guys? Really? You guys, you, smartest, you guys are the smartest, smartest guys in marketing. You're telling me not to do anything smartest. illegal? Smartest. But like uh, how many people in this will just be like, oh, I just made a million dollars. And it's like they made 50 grand. They're lying. It's illegal. Yeah. They're going to get sued by somebody. And, you know, you don't want to do that. Either. That's not how to build a business so you can sleep at it's night. It's bad. Don't be a bad person. Don't be bad. Quit being a bad person. The smartest guys in marketing say, stop being a bad person. <laughs> It's going on an image. Here's another one. When it compromises or contends with the other goals you have for other areas of your life, business is a means to an end. It's not the end itself. Yep. What, does that, what does that mean? Well, that's what Chris is talking about. When you actually have a, a picture for your life and your business and the other areas of your life, how do you want those things to look like? For us, like we have a really strong mission to kind of clean up the BS in the marketing world when it comes to helping our, you know, people get in control of their business. The revenue for us is a great perk, but a lot of times, like when we only focus on the revenue, it's, it gets, we get unhappy anyways. The big fulfilling reason is like, you know, we want to have security. We want our families to be taken care of. Chris wants to be able to travel the world. And I want to be able to take time off and we don't want to have to be always grinding all the time. And probably one of the capstones of them all is to actually make a positive difference for our clients. I don't know about you, man, but when we get like a, an awesome video from a client or like a picture from a client, it's like, man, that's almost worth more than the money. Yeah. We're doing something good. That's like intangible capital. That's a really good word. Intangible capital. I feel like I should make a course about that or something. You should. Cool. You should. So the next thing is understanding and identifying those that have gone before you, right? To know if what you're venturing into is actually possible, right? So like, for example, have people actually had success with Facebook ads? Yes. So obviously they can work. (laughs) You have to figure out for you if the the market you're in is going to work. So you identify that. Um, That was basically... That was basically a ripoff of mine. Which no, says bro. That there's a market. That was totally original. Chris is always copying my stuff. Taylor doesn't know anything. Yeah, but it's true though. You know that. You know, it has to go back with you not knowing anything. 
Just kidding. All right. So going back and talking about who you're surrounding yourself with, right? It's a big thing for our clients. They come in, they come into like this family of people who are killing it. They're crushing it. They're dominating it. Whatever, like huge, like testosterone, 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 testosterone. Bro, you're like giving me I'm shakes like, right now. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm falling right now. Bro. So those who have gone before you, looking those at, looking at the scenario, you, standing on the sol- shoulders of giants, knowing that it's possible and that what you're doing is not a completely stupid idea. Yeah. So what about people who are like, I thought this was going to teach me like marketing and like, this isn't marketing. This is like mindset stuff. Well, marketing is like probably 20% tactics and 80% strategy. And strategy is the bigger picture, the 30,000 foot view. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? If you're doing the wrong thing, stop being a dummy, figure your stuff out. Mm-hmm. Get clear on what you want. What is it doing for the market? How are you positioning yourself? And then 20%, which people have now come to equate as marketing, the 20% of it is tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, so how to write better copy, how to write better headlines. We talked about a lot of more tactical stuff towards the beginning. But I think that it's really important to sometimes zoom out and make sure that your head's in the right place and you're not building a business at the expense of everything else in your life that's important. And that's part of the reasons that our clients work with us is because a lot of our businesses are built on systematic devices that run things for you. It's not a win. You know, when we take a client, if we can get them to, you know, a hundred grand a month, but they have to work a hundred hours a week to do it. That's not a win. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that works against and it erodes the other areas over the life. So it's important that, you know, we help them set up systems and rig the game, so to speak, so that they can make more money with less effort. That's a mindset shift as well. You agree absolutely. with that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Any, so the last thing is, here? yeah, just one more thing is micro versus macro quitting or shifting. What does that mean? It means do you quit the journey or do you just quit the leg? The journey, you mean like life? <laughs> Don't give up on life, guys. If you feel like you're going to give up on life, call us right now. No, but like, for example, a product, if, you know, the product would be maybe the journey, okay? And first you have to realize if the, the market actually wants that. And that's, we teach that all that kind of stuff through like validation and developing product offers and stuff. But a leg could be, you know, a webinar and that webinar is not working. So you have to retool or quit that webinar or shift. Maybe you have to do a VSL or maybe you have to do product launch formula kind of thing, right? So understanding if you should quit the journey, like if your idea is just completely stupid and nobody wants what you have, there's not a starving market, or maybe you just quit that, that leg. Maybe you adjust your Facebook ad. Maybe you adjust your funnel. Maybe you adjust your sales messaging, right? You're shifting, you're quitting that, that portion. And I think shifting is probably a better word than quitting, honestly, but you get the picture. It is, but tactically speaking, the title of when to give up and when to quit is better than when to make a shift. Yeah. So there, you did learn some marketing. We ain't stupid. We ain't stupid, bro. Cool. That's, that's, a, it that's a good, episode. that is a good point. Cause we have to do that all the time. In fact, we're about to hop on a meeting where we're going to retool some of our advertising language and make some shifts in how we run our legion. So I'm glad you said that. You're not, yeah, that leads. you're not good for nothing. You're good. I appreciate for that. Stuff. That leads to what we're going to talk about next episode. 
how to speak to your audience correctly. Put tell them Jedi, something. Jedi lessons in copy. So yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get some tactics going on. We're gonna. I'm gonna tell you guys rhymes. how I make a million dollars every 30 seconds writing copy. Yep, and how you can which, too. Which goes back to not doing stuff illegal. I just lied. Sorry. Good job, bro. Guys, we have a free gift for you. Trafficandfunnels.com slash gift. Go check it out. And uh, I think there's a couple more days on the uh, review contest as well. We're giving away a pair of Apple AirPods, which I'm wearing them now. They're amazing. They're the best. And um, also a brand new copy of Ogilvy on advertising sent to your front door for the best iTunes review. And, and um, a brand new Tesla. Just kidding. See, Going back to the illegal stuff. Chris knows. Chris can do it. Keep me out of jail. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. This is the podcastfactory.com.